0: You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. We are live. We are live on Monday of the Rona. Monday of the Rona. Hope everybody is still doing well. Everybody got the toilet paper. And all of that stuff. Hope everybody got the toilet paper. What's up, two phone Jones? I just want to make sure everybody's doing well. That's the new day. Yes, it is. Hope everybody's doing well. Did you were you one of those guys that went out to the beach and ignored all the rules? Or did you guys stay at home? It's a little wrinkled, but you know, I've been in the house for a minute. I've been in the house for a minute. I go out, I walk around the neighborhood and everything. I walk around the neighborhood and everything. You got to get some fresh air. So I'm assuming you guys saw what happened to uh, Jamal Murray, right? Did you see what happened to Jamal Murray? On the milk yacht, not actually the yacht, uh, we got uh, some vanilla Frappuccino. Uh, Some Frappuccino. So, yeah, Jamal Murray got caught. He got caught, him and his lady. They got caught doing some freaky stuff, accidentally put it on, on IG, on his Instagram story. So, I'm here to give athletes... Some some advice on what to do if you get caught up in a Jamal Murray-style Rona Sex tape story. This is the you need to listen. So if you guys have some friends that are athletes, you need to tell them. You know? Yeah, he was on the milk yacht. He, he I mean he wasn't on the yacht, it was the milk house. It was whole milk. She played volleyball, so it's like tall milk. It's the tall milk. Not 2%. It, it, was, it was whole milk. Jamal Murray likes the whole milk. No chocolate milk, no frappuccino. He he likes the whole milk. Not 2%, not 1%, not skim milk. He's playing in the snow. Yeah, it was it was it was all milk. It was about as milky as you can be. I'm talking like milk like, like CBS uh, you know TV shows milk. You know, you don't see no black people on CBS. CBS. Yeah, if you watch CBS from, from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock, you, you may see two black people on CBS. Maybe. You're not going to see a lot of black people on CBS on their shows. I mean, I don't know if it's spoiled milk. It's possibly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, say, hey, man, it's, whatever type of milk you like, that's all fine. I don't have a problem with that. What, what do I always say? If you're gonna play in the snow, just make sure you got a coat on. That's all. Just make sure you got a coat on. That's all. Oh, so the neighbor Cedric, that still come on in the neighborhood? That may be the only show that got a black person on it. Frappuccino. That may be the only person on CBS, that's the only black person on CBS is Cedric the Entertainer. But and what and um and Malcolm from um The Young and the Restless. You know Malcolm from Young and the Restless is on CBS. He on He do like every. He's been on like every cop show they had, right? Malcolm from the Younger. I don't know what his real. I forget what his real name is. A uh, Shamar Moore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shamar Moore. He, yeah, Malcolm from, from Young and the Restless. Well, I mean that's a tricky question, Black Pharaoh, with Black athletes and white women. One thing that I can tell you is that. A lot of the colleges that the black athletes go to, the colleges are like, if you really look at the college, like if you go to Alabama, right? Let's say you go to Alabama. You go to Alabama, it's like 90% of the, the, the school population is white. You go to Ohio State, 90% of uh, the women are white. If you go to even like Texas and stuff like that. If you go to these major universities, you go to Penn State. You know what I'm saying? If you go to Penn State, you know, your, your selection, you know, is, is off a little bit. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that you go to Wisconsin. You the black running back at Wisconsin. Nine times out of 10, you ain't over the white one. And, that, and what happens is, what people don't understand is that your young years, your 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, 22, a lot of times that that is what shapes your um, preference in, in women, right? Like if you're from the hood and you only dealt with ratchet women all your life when you were a young kid, when you were a teenager, a young adult, you going to like ratchet. You know what I'm saying? You are like ratchet women. If you if you went to, if you're a smart kid, you're a doctor, you know, you're a brilliant kid, you're a genius, it'd be hard for you maybe to date like a waitress. Not saying that waitresses are not smart. I'm just saying, if you a doc- you don't see too many doctors and lawyers dating, you know, waitresses. <laughs> like, it, it, those formative years, you know what I'm saying, kind of guide you on where you're going with your preferences. So, if you're 18 to, like, 22, that's when, you, you know, your man, you know, whatever, your man strength is coming out, and you don't spend four or five years at Penn State, Happy Valley, at Wisconsin, Purdue, you don't spend Alabama, you know, and all of this stuff, and these are big, you know, uh, big schools. So, even though you say, hey, man, he at South Carolina, I know South Carolina got some you know, some 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 lovely black women there. But the South Carolina the University, look in the stands. Look at Clemson. You look at the stands at Clemson. So what happens is that shapes what you, you know, you like. And then you get to the league and you just kind of stick with that. Like you never going to see Saquon Barkley, you know, with a black woman. Maybe... In 10, 20 years, you know, different part of his life. But for now, that's who he likes. He likes white women that wear Budweiser shirts. I mean, that's just how he, what he likes. You know, where did Jamal Murray go? Kentucky? I mean, he went to Kentucky. So when, he, when you're at the University of Kentucky, you know, you get the the, the, the best, yeah, I guess the best of the white girls that they have at Kentucky. Where do my homes go? Uh, what, Texas Tech? <laughs> what do you think of that, Texas Tech? Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't consider anybody a sellout as long as they're not, you know, disrespecting their race. So, if, unless you disrespecting your race, you know, then yeah, yeah. That's the the OJ was the the opposite. OJ was, but see the thing about OJ was OJ was from the hood, it dealt with with hood stuff, and then he saw a different perspective when he went to USC. You see what I'm saying? He's like, hmm. And don't forget, this is like the '60s. So it's a different mentality. So O.J. was like, "Hmm, hmm, I'm O.J. It's the '60s, and these white women like me." And you know, it kind of you know went from there. Russell Wilson, you can flip it. I'm not saying that you can't flip it, because Russell Wilson, you know what? What he went to? The, what? Um, what did Russell Wilson go first? Um, what was the first? Wisconsin. But the first school that he went to before Wisconsin was another white school. I think sometimes with Russell, with like Russell Wilson, NC State, yeah, yeah, ain't no, so I think sometimes, sometimes the more famous that you get, then you want more famous women around you. Now, when you're talking about famous women or high-profile women, then you know it could be you know different types. You know, he wanted to, you know, Sierra. I, that's just what it is. Frappuccino. So like I said, I don't consider anybody a sellout as long as they don't disrespect your race. If you like, you should like whatever you like. You see what I'm saying? You like who, whatever you like, you should like. If you like the milk yacht, that's perfectly fine. Like chocolate milk, that's good too. Like a little Cuban zest or whatever, that's all good. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, to be honest, if we're going to be telling the truth, what happens is, is the majority of black athletes are actually with black women. The, the problem is, and that's society. The majority of black men are with black women too. The most of black marriages are b- black marriages. Th- those are facts. Those are facts. Don't let people fool you. That's the that's that mentality. Most at- most black athletes are with black women. Okay, most uh, black people are are with other black people. Those, these are facts. These are not. That's not made up. These are facts. What happens is is when anything that's higher profile you're going to notice more, right? You know, so you're going to notice, you know, you're going to notice uh, Saquon Barkley more than you're going to notice the third string running back on the Texans who may have a beautiful black wife and a beautiful black family, but it's Saquon Barkley. You know what I'm saying? You just notice, you just notice it more. <laughs> doesn't mean that it's, it's true. And then what happens with weird things happen and they're like, you know, well, yeah, I think Murray is from Canada, but I mean, I've been to Canada. It's the same thing. It's milk. is milk in Canada. You know what I'm saying? So that's the difference. The difference is is that you just see that you know, like I said, as long as the person is nice to you and you're not disrespecting anybody and they treat you right, I, I really don't care. What, what we don't want is like the Patrick um, Patterson situation. You know. I, here's the thing, I would want my son to date someone that respected him, that was smart, that was intelligent, that made him a better person, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't care who that would person would be. I wouldn't be like, hmm, this white woman is the one that's nice to you, that is cooks and cleans and is sweet to you, and don't cheat on you, but you dating a white woman, go date a black woman that does you bad. Like I just want somebody, I would just want my kid to have someone that was nice to them. Now, ideally, if that's a black woman, that would be great. But you know, if he said, "Hey, this other person is treating me well," I'm not gonna be mad at that. But like I said, we don't want a Patrick uh, Patterson situation where you see somebody saying, "Why would I date a black woman because she's a bulldog?" And when I got you know this milk right here, see that that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. You can't you can't be like that. Happy afternoon, nothing. More. You can't be like that. Don't don't be that type of person. If you want to have your milk, just be respectful with your milk. Don't flaunt your milk in front of everybody like, look, my milk is better than your chocolate milk. You know, my milk is better than your almond milk. You know what I'm saying? Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's that's the, that's the problematic guy. Jamal Murray, to my understanding, is not problematic at all. He's a very nice guy. Met him before, seems so like a very nice guy. Frappuccino. Now, the problem is, When you get caught, I'll tell the athletes this. Don't do anything. You got to do, be like Baker Mayfield. Remember when Baker Mayfield got caught cheating on his wife behind the Cheesecake Factory in a truck with some very average looking milk? Possibly spoiled milk. And the girl went on the radio station and told the whole story. And like five more girls came out and was like, yeah, this is what Baker Mayfield does at the Cheesecake Factory. Baker Mayfield... Didn't say anything. Baker Mayfield put up pictures of him and his wife on vacation. You know why? The reason that you do that is because and I'm just telling you what goes behind the scenes, what goes on behind the scenes. Media people, they see everything. So ESPN, TMZ, you know Fox, all these people see, you know what happened with Jamal Murray, right? They all know what's happening. They're not, they, they, they're aware of what's happening. Then what they do is they sit back and they're like. Well, we're not going to just be talking about sex tapes or whatever. But if Jamal Murray speaks on it, if his girlfriend speaks on it, then it becomes a story. Because then you can reverse the story and say, Jamal Murray apologizes for this. Jamal Murray's girlfriend says that. And then it becomes a a secondary news cycle. I think what what people don't understand, and I want to explain this to you. And I'll go into the HBCU thing in a second of why, you know, that doesn't really work for the, the idea that HBCUs could just take over won't work. But I don't think people understand that social media is huge, but it's also finite, meaning that even if you're trending on Twitter and it says there's 60,000 tweets about whatever you're trending about, right, in the grand scheme of the world, right, the world, right, that's very finite. That's very finite. That means maybe 0.05%. 0.05% of the people in the world know anything about Jamal Murray and his milk yacht situation. A very finite percentage. Like, if you went out and say, hey, Baker Mayfield and Cheesecake Factory, uh, 99% of the people would be like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What, he likes to eat at the Cheesecake Factory? So if you just don't say anything, what you do, it's, it's literally like the coronavirus. It's social distancing from the drama, meaning that as long as you don't add on to it, as long as you don't get in a group, it won't spread. You understand what I'm saying? It won't spread. What happens is if you speak on it, now everybody who's asleep and had no idea what was going on with Jamal Murray was like, Huh, Jamal Murray just tweeted that he's sorry about something. What is he sorry about? Then those people go look for it. Say, oh my goodness, look what I just found. You know what I'm saying? Now, Bleacher Report is like, hey, Jamal Murray apologized for it. People that are even on social media are like, hey, I read Bleacher Report. I get the app every day. That's another million people or whatever that's doing it. Then TMZ says, hey, uh, Jamal Murray apologized for this. Well, shit. trust me. Bleacher, I mean, TMZ gets 20 million views a day. So now you got another million people saying, hmm, what's Jamal Murray doing? Then you got his girl saying, please, please delete it. Please, come on now. Please delete it. Now if you say, hey, that's Jamal Murray's girl. Let's find out her Instagram page. Let's go look at her pictures. Let's go see what she got going on. And it, just, it spreads just like the, the Rona. It spreads just like the Rona. Don't say anything. It's, it's, it's a half. It's not even a real news cycle if you don't say anything. Delete it. Move on. You know. Yeah. So there's going to be. I don't know. Maybe 20,000 people with the video. Hey. People don't even. Nobody's really. Like there's going to be people that always hold on to stuff like that. But in the, in the end. You know. It's, it's not a grand. It's not a big thing. <laughs> it's not a big thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't say anything. Don't lie either. Don't lying the cover-up is always worse than the crime the cover ups always worse than the crime don't say you got hacked it's better to be straight up honest in these type of situations don't say you got hacked because what when you say you got hacked or you say all this other stuff all it does is put the internet detectives on the case you know what i'm saying on the case so don't don't say that don't say you was hacked don't say all of that don't do any of that just come in and say hey I'm sorry. You don't even have to say you're sorry. I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. It was an accident. If I offended, like, I mean, maybe little kids was was watching it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, hey, it was an accident. Didn't mean to upload it. Have a good day. Just don't say it at all. I I, I wouldn't mention it at all. It, you know something Uh uh, they call me pun? That's a little odd to me that she deleted her Instagram account, that she opened up a new Instagram account, when she opened a new Instagram account, she put a picture up with her tongue out, you know, kind of, I don't know, that was weird to me. I It like, almost like she was promoting it a little bit. You know, she may get a deal out of it for all we know. Well, I watched it only because it popped up on the timeline. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it popped up on the timeline. It's odd, like, the way she's handling it, she, for, first off, she messed it up in the sense that he said she was hacked and then he said they were hacked. And then she was like, Oh, we just did it by accident. We were doing something personal in our house and all this. So she kind of went, she kind of undercut him uh, a bit of it. Yeah, y'all watch out for that. Maybe she was the one that uploaded it. You never know. It is her face in it. I mean, maybe she wanted some clout. Maybe they, who knows what was happening? Somebody uploaded it. Did she have, you know, his phone? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I did not watch it multiple times. You guys need to get your head out of the gutter. I'm a grown man. It's not the first time I've ever seen something like that before. I just want to know what, exactly what was going on. So I know, like I said, it popped up on the timeline. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know? I, yeah. You know, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I looked at it. And I'm like, why is this white woman' face staring right in my face? You know? So I mean, I, I never post. I never posted the, the, uh, the video. I never posted the video. I know you can't post the video. You can post the story. You can't post the video. You know, you can't post the video. I'm just saying, like uh, we're adults in here, right? You know, you don't see you. You can't. All of you have seen a white woman do that before on some form of a, of video. You you know you've seen that before. You know you watched it. Let let's let's just let's cut the BS. You know what I'm saying? But if you're grown, like it's not, a, you're not. You, none of, hopefully, none of you guys are like 19 years old. That shouldn't have got you all excited or nothing. I mean, I shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't have been jumping up and down and stuff like that. Not maybe if you're a kid, you know, maybe uh, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, but relax, relax. We're adults here. We're adults here. I mean, I'm sure you know. I'm sure, I'm sure you, you, you you've watched that before. You're not innocent here. Don't try to paint me as the bad guy. You guys are not innocent as well, because I wouldn't have seen it. If you guys didn't put it up, Frappuccino, somebody put it up, should be regular, you would think, I said, it wasn't a big deal, just say what you got to say, you know, just just, just don't, don't say anything, that's what I'm saying, if you get caught like Baker Mayfield, behind the, behind the, 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 the cheesecake factory, remember Draymond, Draymond was like engaged and was sending, you know, his penis pictures to some girl on Snapchat or something. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't forced. I was doing it for journalism journalistic purposes. Journalistic purposes. And then secondly, it just popped up right on my thing. Like right now, as you can see, what's happening here? You know, I, I, look at all this, look at all this stuff that look at all this that pops up. See, I don't have no, I don't have no power over that. What comes up, it just stuff just pops up. I actually never looked, saw Draymond's one. I never saw Draymond. I don't actively go out and looking for people's penises. I just know Draymond did, talked about it after. Like I said, the video, the video is not important to me. The story is what's important. Frappuccino. I don't care about the video. That's not important. Why do you think I always say Twitter reacts to the video? Because I don't, I don't want to post you know, porn, but I want people to come to the, to the site. That story got like 300,000 views. I would like to thank Jamal Murray for his service because he's probably going to get me some uh, bedroom uh, um, tables, some dresses from a bedroom off of that. I'll go right on IKEA with the Jamal Murray money. Just regular water. <sighs> just regular water. I do have a red cup, but there's nothing in it. There's nothing in the cup. I ain't putting water in the cup. It's early. I, it's early. So yeah. When is the Rona going in? Mm. Um. Here's the thing about the Rona. Like most of you will probably already had the Rona. <laughs> you just didn't know it. Cause I mean, there was no test. So if you if you felt sick, probably in the last four months, fifty percent you had the Rona. Even if you haven't been sick, because a lot of people don't get any symptoms, you've probably had the Rona. The problem is is that we've just was slow in addressing it. Now that we're testing, it's like hell everybody got the Rona. So I th- I think you guys probably had the Rona. So it's going to take a couple of months to get this all. It's going to take a couple of months to kind of flatten it out where they can have like a test, like whatever, give you a shot and all of this stuff. And then every year, every year, you're going to probably have to have a Rona shot if you want to get it. I think I had the Rona like three months ago, to be honest with you. Three months ago. I don't get sick very often. I don't don't get sick very often. Right? But I think I had the Rona about three months ago. Three months ago, for like three days, for three days, I was like super, super, super sick. Just three days. I mean, I was hot. I had the fever. I had all the Rona symptoms. But it was like three months ago, before anybody was even really paying attention to it. And I felt better after like three days. I felt like like three or four days, I felt better. And I think I, think I had the Rona. I really do. Yeah, so they don't have, like, a vaccine. But that's what I'm saying. Oh, man, they canceled the Olympics. Mm. Olympics gone. We don't got nothing to the watch. They postponing the Olympics. That's some breaking news for you. Mm. Right, I think all they're trying to do, honestly, with the Rona is postpone, not cancel. All they're trying to do is flatten it out so everyone... Uh, when you, like you said, it's just flatten. They they can't stop it. What they're trying to do is to stop the acceleration rate and get it like normal, like if you have a cold. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have a cold or if you had a flu or something, they're trying to flatten it out. And, and like you said, at certain at a certain point, you're gonna have to be like, you gotta go back to work. You have to go back to doing stuff. So I I don't know when. Like if I'm the NBA, um, I don't know. Uh, no date on the big three quarantine basketball game i don't know they're trying to flatten it out i don't know i don't i don't know when all of this stuff is coming back yeah i guess they just go in 2021. 20, i guess they just go 20 basically everything is jacked up right now everything is like on hold and then everything's gonna be pushed back but i wonder if it starts getting pushed back you know, I can, uh, you know something i can tell you when it's gonna be over you want to know when it's gonna be over i tell you when it's gonna be over when it's close to football season, okay, that's gonna be the breaking point. At a certain point, they're like, "Look, we don't lost NBA, we don't lost MLB for a while, we don't lost boxing. Even though, uh, uh, old boy Dana White don't want we don't lost you know UFC for a while, we don't lost the Olympics and all of that stuff, World Cup, we don't lost tennis and all of this stuff. But the one thing that people won't take losing is the NFL. <laughs> so I would imagine." essay say, so what training camp start what June July I would say June July you will start seeing some changes I'm just saying so the big time boxing matches are probably going to just be rescheduled I mean that's the thing about boxing I mean you just it's it's, it's one on one sport so you just push it back you know what I'm saying you just you just push it back so unfortunately uh, let's see there, there were a few fights um there are a few fights coming up, but a lot of the fights, they hadn't actually scheduled for the summer yet. So like Earl Spence and, and Terrence Crawford, Triple G, Canelo's fight, um, Anthony Joshua, maybe De- Deontay Wilder and uh, and Fury. All of those fights, they may have to reassess, reassess. Do you guys want to watch me and Alexis uh, uh, do the the live stream of an old uh, fight, like an old classic fight? We we put it out there on Twitter. We got a lot of uh, responses. <laughs> we have got a lot of responses for that. We just gotta figure out wh- when to do it. What's the like the best time to do it? When people will be watching and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We well, I don't know. We had to pick a fight. Like I know they showing they showing Fury and uh, Wilder too tonight on ESPN. We was thinking about maybe doing that. Just like putting it on and then putting a live stream on tonight when it comes on ESPN because then everybody can kind of watch along with us. Yeah, that's the only thing. The only thing about boxes is that, like you said, it's a shelf life to it. I don't want to see Canelo in Triple G3, honestly, because uh, Canelo is going to kill him. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. I saw the banker was on the streaming service. I haven't gotten around to I'm watching that uh, thing about the, the kid, Gabriel Fernandez. That'll make you want to beat up all the cops and social workers in LA. I tell you that right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see Triple G and Triple G's, It's not that Triple G is washed. It's that he's old? At a certain point, certain type of fighters, when they get old, they especially power fighters. Oh, Mayweather Castillo one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's the one that, that a lot of people. You know, something we might do that one. We might do that one. That that's one a lot of controversy. We're trying to find controversial fights or fights that were people said was robbery. We were thinking about doing Triple G, Canelo two. uh, yeah, those. I saw the Tiger King. Uh not not I didn't see it, but I saw the preview of it while I was looking at the Gabriel Fernandez one. And I was like, what's this this tiger? I, I gotta I gotta check I got check that. I gotta check that one out. I gotta check that one out. Uh Young Mayweather fights. Yeah, I've seen a lot of. I. I, I that's that's probably the one fight you can honestly say that he maybe had, had lost against Castillo. One, I, I think I had it a draw. Um, I ha, I had it a draw. Mm. Dallas says they got two more people with the, the with the roller. They got two more people with the roller. Jim Everett is following me. Remember we were talking about Jim Everett and um Jim Rome the other day. I don't know why Jim Everett is following me, but not Jim Everett. Uh, is following me. Mm. Jim Everett is following me. Some, something called dick pound is uh is trending and i don't know why I, I i don't know why dick pound is trending i'm sure there's a good reason for it but yeah so we got no olympics we got nothing um we got pretty much nothing going on <sighs> did they start a lockdown in dallas starting at midnight okay How do you think the Rona spreads? It spreads just like any, that's the thing. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, 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 to downplay it or anything, but it spreads just like any other virus. If you, if you're nasty and you're around somebody, breathing on them and you're sneezing on them and all of that stuff, the, the the difference between the Corona and just like any other virus is that other viruses have been around for a very long time. So, when you get them, we know how to handle it. People don't panic about it because the flu's been around forever. And other viruses have been around forever. The corona just kind of came out of the blue and nobody knows how to handle it. It's a different version, more or less, of the flu, but it's so different that we don't know how to handle it. So, we're trying to stop the spread of it, unlike it, because the spread is just like a regular virus, but... We don't know how to handle it. So people are like, hey, I got the Rona. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying people don't have the Rona for a long period of time. There were people probably six months ago that had the Rona and they went to the doctor and the doctor was like, "Yeah, I mean, you got the flu or you got a cold or you got a, a chest, you know, a, a, an infection or something. Because that's what doctors do. They're like, oh, you, you got a fever, you got this. They check the boxes and say, that's what you got. But you got the Rona. But it took you know, a smart person to say, you know something? This is not normal. And they went to go looking. And when they went to go look, they're like, wait a minute. We've never seen this before. This is a problem. And it's spreading quickly. Because we've never seen it before. I bet you the Rona's been out for about, the Rona is like J. Electronica. Been out for years. Just never had an LP. Just never had a record out. Just out for years. Never did a debut. The the is like a detox with Dr. Dre. Been talked, been around for years. Just never dropped. Just never dropped. You know what I'm saying? It's on the label. Just never dropped. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's probably been around. And the way that it spreads, and the fact that most people, you know, can can it won't kill us. Like most people it won't kill you. Is it so? Uh, most people probably had it and just didn't know. Probably. Trust me, the numbers that you see now, probably more. It's probably a bunch more people got the Rona, but they just feel fine. Or they, you know, they don't like the test it. The reason that the test, the test for the rich people is, first off, because they're rich. And rich people want to know, hey, do I got the Rona? You know what I'm saying? So rich people get it. You know, Sean Payton can call up some people and. Exactly. Mr. Fantastic, you make a you make a you make a, a great point. The reason Magic Johnson is alive is not because he's a basketball player, right? Not because he, you know, did Johnson Johnson's alive because he had a lot of money and a lot of famous friends and a lot of high places. So Magic was getting shit that your regular everyday HIV person could never get magic concoction of drugs was way higher than some other people and because they caught it fairly early that just lets you know they got the stuff they got the stuff now sometimes you know you, you try this stuff and it doesn't work but for magic they basically say here tried magic magic's like what do I got to lose and it worked when's the last time you even thought about magic, magic Johnson quote unquote still has HIV. But Magic probably outlived all of us because he had the good stuff. So there are certain people that probably got the Rona right now, and they're getting the good stuff. But as it trickles down to the lower level, the lower level people that got the Rona don't get nothing. So if your neighbor has the Rona and also has always had asthma, the chances of that person you know not making it, Or a lot higher than if somebody's from, you know, Donald Trump's family or something like that. And also, the person that got the Rona and got asthma, that's your next door neighbor, maybe can't get off of work to go to the doctor. Maybe he can only go to the doctor, you know, down the block that is overworked and don't have all of the, you know, the people that really are needed. He can't go to the best doctor. He got to go to the doctor that in medical school just got C's. You see what I'm saying? You know that doctor. We've all been to that doctor. Especially if we're black. We've been to that doctor before that you know only got got C's in medical school. (laughs) You know exactly the type of doctor that I'm talking about. When we were kids, we all went to that doctor. The doctor where you were like, you know something? I'm only eight. And I know something's wrong with me, but I can't trust this doctor to give me the right type of diagnosis. You know the doctor that I'm talking about. So that doctor is the one that they, like, you know, when, when my wife uh, get, got sick and she went to the doctor out here, we're out in Upland, the doc, that the doctor had so many tests. I was like, man, I didn't even know all these tests existed. So we do this test, this test, this test, that test this, test, this test, this test, that test. I'm like, wow. When I was a kid and I went to the doctor, they just, bam, one shot and get the hell out. Get the hell up out of here. We gave, bam, one shot. One big ass booster shot for everything. There was no like all the blood tests for this and and swabs for that. It it was one big booster shot of Mickey Mouse Band-Aid and some milk of magnesia and some pink medicine. The hood doctor always has pink medicine. I was it penicillin? You know what I'm saying? It, they only had pink medicine. When you was a kid, you went to the doctor. No matter what was wrong with you, when you got went to the pharmacy, the medicine that you got was some pink medicine. It tastes like pink bubble gum or candy, cotton candy. It's pink bubble gum. It was always pink. I don't know what it was, but it was just pink. No matter what you had, your stomach hurt, your head hurt, your neck hurt. Your back hurt, your sore throat, you got a cough, a sneeze. It was always the pink medicine that was supposed to make... I don't know what was in that pink medicine. It was in a big-ass bottle, and you had to drink the whole bottle. And then apparently you would feel bad. Apparently you feel bad. Now they give kids like 30 vaccinations, I don't I don't even know. I got. When I was a kid, I got two vaccinations. I got a tetanus shot and a booster shot. That's that's all I remember. Two two everything else I was on my own. It was on my own. I don't know what was in that pink bottle, but I know it was pink medicine. Every time I went, I got pink medicine. All I got was all I got was pink medicine. So they so they probably got they probably got something for the Rona right now. You just you just it's just it's got to take. It's not beneficial for them to like you know in the movies. In the movies, like the 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 movies where you know it's like uh, this all this stuff in the movies. When they find the the cure, the cure is mass produced in like five minutes, right? In the comics or whatever, it's mass produced in, in five minutes and spread out into the in, right into the entire world. In the real in the real world, it's supply and demand. Have you ever wondered why, even though it only Nike only pays the people in in China or in Afghanistan or wherever the hell they at, they only pay those people five cent an hour to make Jordans and all of that stuff? But when it comes time for a Jordan release, there's only four shoes sneakers out there. It's <laughs> only four sneakers you can buy. It's like we're releasing these Jordans, and there's only five of them to buy. Right? Here's the thing: They're, they have like a hundred thousand of those Jordans sitting in the warehouse somewhere. You see what I'm saying? They have them sitting in the warehouse. They can release all hundred thousand, and you can get your Jordans. But that's that's not how you, you create supply. That's not how you complete demand. That's not how you, you create uh, brand recognition. You want your stuff to feel so important that if you got one of those five, you're special just even though they're sneakers. So they do the same thing where they treat they treat vaccinations and medicine like they treat Louis Vuitton and Gucci purses. <laughs> you ever take your girl to the Louis Vuitton store or the Gucci store or whatever? right, and whatever your purse that your girl wants is always on back order, (laughs) it's always on back order, we getting it, you got to wait until the fall season, you got to wait until the spring season, you got to wait until the, you know, you got to wait until all of this season, right, but when the drugs, that's the thing, you got to wait until this season, you got to wait until that season for it to come out. All be, but they got it because they 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 the the stuff is is in Afghanistan getting made for five cent. But it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because now you can walk around and say, "Hey, I got the Rona. I got the Rona. Vi- I got the Rona vaccine, and you special." Just the same way the girl walking around and say, "Hey, I got the Louis Vuitton bag. Hey, I got my I got my uh, Chanel bag. I got my I got my Jordan Elevens. I got my this and that." Oh, I got this. Look what I got. Look what I got. That's the same way that they do medicine. That's the same way they do medicine. You got here. And then they upcharge you. They up. There is a reason, right? There is a reason why when you go to Walgreens, a lot of times you have an option, right? The option is you can get the store. You can get the, the name brand for 60 bucks or you can get. The the I want you to think about this logically. You can get this the name brand for, for the medicine 60 bucks, or you can get the generic brand for five or ten bucks. Now, let's 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 think about this just from a logical standpoint. Let's just show you how us as creatures of habit do things, right? Certain things are a little bit different in quality, right? Okay, like so if you get you know frosted flakes. Tastes a little different than the, the the whatever the 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 Walmart flakes or whatever, right? There's a different in, in taste, right? There's you know Nike maybe have something different than you know uh, Adidas or whatever. I so I understand that. Medicine, right? Medicine can no. This is legal. This is, I find this out, Quincy Hodges. This is legal. Medicine cannot be cannot be genetically changed. <laughs> From one version to another, it can't be like it's a legal thing. You they legally cannot do it. Meaning that if you get the store bought brand of whatever the medicine is, let's just say headache medicine of Tylenol, right? Tylenol, the 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 Walgreens brand of Tylenol has the exact same ingredients. It has to by law. If you go to Walgreens today, if you want to get outside and you pick up a, a thing of Tylenol. And pick up a thing of Walgreens Tyler. Turn them around. Look at the ingredients. They are the exact same thing. <laughs> they legally they cannot do that. No, they're not cutting it like drug dealers. I see it's almost like that though. It's kind of like, "Oh, you want blue magic or you want the dude do down the block's, you know, product." The product has to be the same. <laughs> it has to be Here's the thing, though, Mr. Fantastic, though, they have to really stick by that. You know why? Because if someone was to die or something from the generic medication, the lawsuit would be, the law, you know, there's been lawsuits about stuff like that. You can go look it up. The lawsuits are out of control. So they got to be real careful. They are doing something different If if, because think about it. How many times do you went to when you go to Walgreens? I don't know if you understand this. When you go to Walgreens, they're in the back. Sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes making the actual medicine. Making the pills. Right? They're making the pills. All they're doing is putting it in a different bottle. All they're doing is putting it in a different bottle and putting another little label on it. So when they're making your pill, whatever your pill is, all they're doing is putting it in a different bottle. That's it. It's all it's all up here. It's all up here. And, and I'm not saying that I'm not, because look, I'm not going to get Walgreens. I'm not going to get Walgreens, Advil. I don't get Advil. Like, it's all in our heads. But I researched some stuff about this. Like they, that's all they do is put it in a different bottle. And they charge you $50 mess because a lot of times sickness is all, you know, a But ge- That's why I said generic food. Yeah, yeah. Don't buy generic food. That's a little different. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Food and clothes and stuff like that there could be some differences between I mean, materials and stuff i'm saying with medication they don't want you to know that legally they can't make it different they can't especially if it's prescribed by a doctor they can't if the doctor says this is the medicine that they need and they're giving you four different versions of what you can get what the doctor said the medicine should be has to be exactly that every time or you can sue you can sue if you were, you know, so I'm not saying they're not doing anything shady because our country is shady as it is. I'm just saying that, you know, just be aware of that type of stuff that's going on. So with the Rona, they're going to come out with like a, a, you know, some crazy amount, right? And But in five years, Rona medication, once we have, you know, everybody's moved on, it's going to be like five bucks. It's going to be five. Think about it. it. Years ago, you know, when you had the flu, you had to get like prescribed medication for the flu. And then as years went by, now they got Tylenol flu, Advil flu, Tylenol sinusin flu, Mucinex, blah, blah, blah. You have all of these generic things. It's the same stuff that they used to charge people for, prescribed for with the flu. It's the same thing. They just said, oh, well, this don't flatten out. We can't make any big money off of it anymore. So now let's, let's trickle it down to the, not where you can get it for 10 bucks. If you got the flu in the 50s, there wasn't no Tylenol colon flu. You had to get a prescription and go to the doctor, and they would get you the same thing that's in the Tylenol colon flu. They just give it to you in the bottle. So that's what happened with the Rona. Ten years from now, ten years from now, when I have more gray hair, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing ten years from now, hopefully not this, hopefully I don't sold the site and it's rich, and, and I'm on some mountain somewhere. But anyway, but maybe got a beachfront property. But whatever the case, ten years from now, I'm gonna hop back on whatever is the live streaming that it is, and people are like, hey, we haven't seen Rob in three years, and I'll hop back on, and I'll have a, they'll have a, a, a thing in my hand. I'm gonna have, what well, I'll have Tylenol, Rona medicine in my hand, and I'll be like, hey guys. I know you haven't seen me for three years, but do you remember 10 years ago when I said Tylenol would have Rona medicine? Here it is. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm going back to the deck. Let me put that in my, I'm putting that in my calendar. (laughs) I'm putting that, what is it, 2020? 2030. 2030. You know, cross fingers, still hearing everything. 2030, I'm going to come back with Rona medication in my hand. I'm serious. You think, uh... Hopefully, all you guys are here too. But in 20 years, uh, uh, 10 years, I'm coming back with Rona Medicine in my hand. I am going to do that just to let you know that I knew what I was talking about. Tylenol, Rona, and Flu is coming back. Yeah, everything rolls back around and stuff, right? Tylenol, Rona, and Flu is going to be here in 2030. So people are doing some weird stuff. Some weird stuff on on why they're quarantined. I don't even think they do doing work. Also, did you see Cardi B said um, she thought NBA players were getting paid to say that they had the Rona, and I just ended with this. I did see Gillum pick, and um, Roland does need to apologize, but he's not, and I don't care. So who cares? My wife's a lawyer, uh, Quincy. Uh, Well, that'd be old by then, so I would imagine it'd be new people, uh, blue collar. So you you saw Cardi B said that NBA players were getting paid to say that they got the Rona. I don't believe NBA players are paid to say they got the Rona, but I will tell you this. I do believe there are people on social media who are lying (laughs) about having the Rona just for retweets and likes. And you know why? You know why I believe that? Um, I did have a conversation with that guy. I think he went on to go cover the bills. We had a conversation. We disagreed, we agreed to disagree, and we moved, we went on our way. Um I told you, I talked to anybody. But I do think people are lying, and I tell you why I think people are lying about having the Rona. Because honestly, let's think about this logically. If you're just a regular person, just a regular person, just living your life, your plumber or whatever, and you just Minding your own business. If you had the coronavirus, what would be the benefit for you to go on social media, make a hype video like you're releasing an album, and say, and this is how the videos go. Hey, guys. this Oh, actually, let me get in character. This is is one video I saw from just a random guy uh, the other day on on social media. He said, hey, guys, I just want to let you know That I'm okay. I have been diagnosed. With having the COVID-19 virus. I'm not showing any symptoms. But I am going to self quarantine. And hopefully I can get through this difficult time. Thank you. For all of the well wishes. (laughs) Like who does that? (laughs) Who does that? If I had the Rona right now. I wouldn't go to social media and be like, hey, guys, I have the Rona. I have the coronavirus. Here's my hype video for the coronavirus. I wouldn't do that. Like, normal people wouldn't do that. Normal people be like, shit, I'm sick. I better make sure I got out of the right medicine, da-da-da, all this stuff. I wouldn't make a hype video. I think some people are doing it. They don't have the Rona. They don't have nothing. But here's the thing about the Rona. You don't have to have symptoms. So there's no way... To say that somebody doesn't have the Rona. Like I can go out right now. I cough. (laughs) I got the Rona. How would I know? How would you know? You see what I'm saying? I think people are doing. So I don't think athletes are doing it. I don't think there's any benefit of an athlete doing it. But I do think there are clout chasers out there. That are saying they got the coronavirus. Because they're weird. And they need social media validation. And you know how people are. You say you got the Rona and everybody's like, oh, what can I do for you? You need me to see you a ham? All this stuff. You don't got the Rona. You just bored at home. Do some TikTok videos. Stop lying. That's what I'm saying. Stop lying. I, I do. Yes, yeah, so I do think people are lying about it. The video I saw, look, I, I can detect. I don't know how I can do it. I can detect. I don't necessarily know when somebody's lying, but I know when someone is BSing me. Right, you know what I'm saying, and I can, especially on social media, I can detect a hot saucer, someone that's exaggerating. Someone is, I can, I can, there are little signs, telltale signs that you can see when someone's lying. Like, there, I'm not gonna mention no names. There's definitely a couple of people on my timeline that every single day there just seems to be something that's happening to them, every single day. Every single day. Like, look, I understand some people's lives are tough. But normally, every single day, something bad's not happening to you. <laughs> something, look, racism is running rampant throughout our country. But I can't say every day somebody's doing something racist to me. Like, not every single day. <laughs> I mean, I got some guys, that, oh, the cops harassed me on Monday. Uh white lady, you know, looked at me funny on Tuesday. Oh, uh, my job said something crazy to me on wen- on, on, on Wednesday. <laughs> on Thursday, you know, my significant other was cheating on me. On Friday, you know, my 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 boss, you know, said an inappropriate comment. Like, th- that's not how life works. You don't have these problems. I had one person who shall remain nameless, literally said that <laughs> said that uh they were they were basically kept kidnapped by the cops for like 2 days and beaten and all of this stuff. Beaten by the cops and kidnapped and all of this stuff. And somebody was like, mm, yeah, I'm sure there's a police report you know, for this. At least of the arrest, if he was kidnapped, you have something, right? You got to go to court. You got to do something. And then they didn't say anything after that. Like, how, like, listen, how can you be kidnapped for, for, for two days by the cops? And then just randomly come back on Twitter and be like, I've gone through such a, a rough last two days being kidnapped by the cops. But, you know, there's nothing on it. They really do sound like soldier Boy stories. Every, I think people do that because they need people to, I don't know, they feel like they need this validation, so they have to make up stories. Somebody told me a long time ago, you guys should write this down and you should frame it and put it in your offices or whatever. But someone told me a long time ago, they said, if your real life, if your social media life is better than your real life, then you got a problem. Or you can flip it around. If your real life is worse Than your social media life, that's a problem. Because real life is real life. That's what you do every single day. What happens on social media is is more of a fantasy. As it's more of a fantasy. You know what I'm saying? No, Sam African is my friend. (laughs) That's my best friend. So, um, people just, they make up these stories because I don't think their life is interesting. So they have to make up stories. Uh, It's it's, it's weird. It's, It's odd to me. But if you just watch it, you're like, hmm, how can every single day, something crazy, how can you be kidnapped by the cops for two days? Like, honestly, like, if, if you were kidnapped, like, I'm not saying the cops are not capable of doing that, but how can you be kidnapped for two days and then two days pop back up on Twitter and be like, hmm, you know, you know, everything's fine now. I, I, my he, he said that something about uh, his soul was crushed. Said his soul was crushed. <laughs> But people do that all the time. Just make up stuff every single day, every single day, every single day. Just make up stuff every single day, every single day. And here's the thing. Our country is so stupid, 99% of the people believe it. Because they believe in fantasies instead of reality. Most people believe more in fantasies than they do in reality. They prefer the fantasy. It's the Matrix. The Matrix was a like, hit. Hey, I don't think they meant it to be. I mean, I, I think they understood that the some of the video aspects of the Matrix was going to be groundbreaking. I don't think they understood, because this is kind of like pre-social media, how real the Matrix really is. The whole, the best part of the Matrix, let me tell you, if you if, I'm assuming all you guys have seen the Matrix. The best part of the Matrix is this. The most important part of the Matrix is this, and I don't even count the sequels because they were trash, but the best part of the Matrix, the part that always stuck with me, was none of the bullet stuff. None of the other stuff, none of that stuff stuck. All, the, not Morbius, not Morbius. Morpheus, Morbius is the living vampire. I don't know if that movie's still coming out on time. None, uh, Neo and, and Trinity. None of that stuff stuck with me. It was two, actually, it was two things that, that stuck with me. Two things. The first one is when uh, Agent uh Smith he was telling uh Morbius, Morpheus, man, get that wrong. He was telling Morpheus, he said, we had a Matrix. That was perfect, and everything was great, <laughs> and everything was like utopia, and the and the program wouldn't take because mankind likes drama. They like they're idiots basically. They want bad things to happen. They call they can't live in a utopia because they're fools. They're stupid. They're dumb. <laughs> that was the right. I'm like you know somebody's right. We do love drama more than anything else. The second thing was remember the guy that ended up turning on the snitch. He was talking to Agent Smith, and he had a steak, and he was eating the steak, right? And Agent Smith, he was really eating a big old steak. He was eating a, he was cypher. He was eating a big ass steak, right? And Agent Smith was like, you know, man, that steak is not real, right? Like, the steak isn't real. Like, this is not real food. You know this, because you a snitch. You know the you know, what was going on. The steak is not real. And Saifu was like, you know something? I'd rather have fake steak than the real life that I'm living right now. I know it's fake. And he said it. He said, I know the steak is fake. I know the taste is not real. I know this whole situation is not real. But I would prefer to live in this not real world with this fake steak than actually live my reality. Actually live my reality. That's social media. In a nutshell, uh, and just people in general, people would rather in their mind eat the fake steak and live in uh, ignorance than deal with their real life issues. (laughs) And that's why we got what we got right now. That's what Trump preys upon. Trump preys upon racist white people, their blissful ignorance. Like deep down, they know Trump's an idiot. Deep down, they know he's dangerous. Deep down, they know all of this stuff, but they would rather just believe that he's, you know, he really has their best interest at heart. You know why? Because a country with dangerous Trump and the coronavirus and the economy all jacked up, nobody liking us, all this stuff, a country like that, a racist country, da 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 da, da all of that is better to these people than a country where minorities have equal rights. They don't care about anything else. They know all of this other stuff is fake, but it's better than having a country with equal rights. (laughs) So they'd rather catch a disease. They'd rather lose their jobs. They'd rather be poor. They'd rather be, you know, martial law. They'd rather all of this other stuff, we will take all of this other stuff than just treating people equally. Treating people equally. A poor white person... The, the, the Somebody told me this a while back. A poor white person still thinks he's better than the richest, most famous, most intelligent black person in the world. It could be a poor white person in a trailer that has shit all over it, 900 cats, no money, five cents in, uh, in their account, and all of this stuff. And they still think they're better than President Obama. <laughs> they still think they're better than them. They still think they're better than them they still to get better than them. And I will say this about our people. Our people try to look at... We try, which is probably maybe a downfall of us. Uh, we try to look at people... You know, black people are the type of people that will say that, you know, we treat people like they treat us. Right? Black people are very kind in certain ways. Is that even though we know that they don't like us, if we still... Try to give them the benefit of the doubt. We try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Until they just... It takes several times like, shit, come on. We try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, just be normal. I remember when Trump got in office and we blew it up, you know, people were like, well, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Maybe he'll grow up. You know, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Just give him a chance. And every day since then, he's been showing us that there was no chance. <laughs> There was no chance. He's so bad that if he does one normal thing right, everybody's like, he's great. He's amazing. Because <laughs> he does one normal thing. It's kind of like that, you know, yeah, you take out the trash. You shouldn't be. You you ever heard somebody say, oh, man, he's a, he's a great parent. <laughs> he's a great parent. Well, he shouldn't be a great parent. It's your kid. <laughs> it's just kind of your job to be a good parent. Not so you need to be clapped about it. You should be a good parent. That's what we are right now. We're living in the matrix, people. That's why I'm going off the lam. Anytime now. I, you know, I'm just letting you guys know in advance. In <laughs> advance. Because he, he's Trump. He's not gonna get any blame for anything. He's going. he's going to, he's going to uh yeah, he's just Trump. Yeah. I'm at it. Like I said, I'm at. It. I'm just telling you in advance. Don't be surprised. I'm just saying, don't be surprised. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to happen. It may never happen. Maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll still be doing this 10 years from now. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But if, if there becomes an opportunity, I'll be out of here. I'll be out of here. I will be out of here i gonna read so many books. Next time you see me, I'll have, I'll look like uh, Rapist Ben Roethlisberger. Barry's going to be all down. I'll look like David Letterman. Just letting you know, I'm probably be on a farm somewhere hoarding some goats. That'd be a beautiful thing. I watched those uh, that show about the, the you know beach bargains. You'd be surprised how many of these little uh, cities uh, throughout the country that's on like the shoreline. You get you like a beachfront property like four thousand square feet for like a half million. You never see me again. Never see me again. I swear I'd be like Thanos. I'm not lying to you guys. I'm not lying. I'd be in some weird place. You just go down the coastline and you find these little cities. Man, he blocks everybody. You find these little cities and they got these little beachfront properties. I'll tell you, I watch it on the what, HGTV. Be on the beachfront. They got like up, you know, the one yesterday had a upstairs had a kitchen. Downstairs had a kitchen. Wrap around, Terrace, looking overlooking the ocean, never see me again. you never see me again. I'll be on one of those like, hey, whatever happened to BSL? Whatever happened to me? You had a good run. I'll pop up like once a year to go like to the Super Bowl or something because I keep my credentials. Show up for like one fight a year. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I'm at the fight. They're like, we haven't seen you for six months. I'm like, eh, that's how it should have been. That's, that's what's going on. That's what's happening. I'm over here hoarding goats. Hoarding goats and having babies. That's <laughs> so I'll be doing. The fresh air is good for you. It's very good for you. I'm ready to go up in the mountains right now until all of this is over. I wish they had like a... The thing is they shut down like all the hotels and stuff. But if not, I'd, I'd be up in the mountains right now at some resort. Sipping hot chocolate with a, with a big coat on. If you go up in the mountains, it's all snow and stuff up there. Be up there skiing and stuff. <laughs> Black people do ski. Some, not a lot. But, like, I bunny slopes, but whatever. All right, so you guys have a good day. Be safe. Get your toilet paper. Be nice to people, even if people aren't being nice to you. But don't turn the other cheek, because if you turn the other cheek, they'll just punch you in it. For the best in sports and sports entertainment, check out blacksportsonline.com, and you can catch me, Robert Littow, Monday through Friday on TMZ Sports on fs one Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube BSO TV. I'm out.